Well, good morning, everybody. Good to see you. If you were here last Sunday, I need to start off today by apologizing to you. And I can see by the looks on some of your faces, you're going, for what, Ronnie? I lied to you. I told you a lie. I told you last week that I was concluding the sermon series entitled Fear Less, and that today we'd start a new series about the life of David. Well, that was just an out-and-out lie. (laughs) Oh, Monday I had a thought, and the more I thought about it, I thought, man, that would just be a great way to conclude the series, uh, Fear Less. And so the more I thought about it, I thought, that's, that's exactly what God wants. Now, if you're visiting with us for the first time, here's what we've been doing for the past two months. We've been studying the Bible to find out what it has to say about fear in the hope that when we came to the conclusion of this series, though we may not be fearless, perhaps we could fear less. And I've kind of majored on our reactions to fear. And I think typically we react to fear in one of a multitude of ways here. I think sometimes we hide. Our reaction to fear is we run and hide. I just want to try to avoid those things that frighten me. I think sometimes we decide I'm not going to do anything. Even though in our mind we know I really need to do something, uh, I really have a responsibility to do something, but I'm not going to because this or that could happen. I think sometimes we just grieve. We react to fear through grief, recognizing what fear has taken from us, maybe permanently, and we grieve the loss of what's been stolen. I think there are times we react to fear with panic. We start thinking irrationally, and if we do that long enough, we're probably going to act irrationally and I think there are times where we feel like we've got a grip on our fear. I can handle it. I've come to terms with my situation. And then something about what we're facing intensifies. And guess what? We lose our focus. We lose our faith. And next you know, we're sinking in fear all over again. And last week, we looked at a classic reaction to fear. Uh, a lot of us respond to fear by worrying. Well, how should we react to fear? That's what I felt like I had to come back and and talk about. How should we react to fear? Uh, Here's the lesson. You ready? Fear praise. You know, that's how we should react to fear when we begin to feel fear casting its dark shadow over us. We should immediately begin to pray. Now, let me show you where I'm getting that. New Testament book of Philippians Chapter 4, verse number 6 and 7. These ought to sound familiar. I've referred to them a couple of times in this series already. The Apostle Paul said, don't worry about anything. Instead, about... I love that. He said, tell God what you need. And thank you for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds As you live in Christ Jesus. So how should we react to fear? We should pray. And I think we should pray a couple of ways. Number one, we should pray specifically. Paul said, tell God what 
you need, and that is in direct contradiction to the theology of Buck the Barefoot Prophet. Now, I know what you just thought. What in the world did he just say? A couple of weeks ago, Lynn and I were on vacation. We, on one of our vacation days, we drove up to the Cherahala Skyway. Anybody ever heard of the Cherahala Skyway? It's a motor road, scenic motor road. Uh, kind of a miniature Blue Ridge Parkway. And a beautiful scenery. We get up near the top, which is over 5,300 feet in elevation. And on top of the Cherahala, there's a network of meadows. So we decided we wanted to hike up there. So we took the narrow winding path through this carpet of wildflowers. And, and just as we came out to the edge of the first meadow, Will, I saw something out of the corner of my eye that seemed out of place. It's like, that shouldn't be there. What is that? So, being relatively unintelligent, I started walking in the direction of whatever that was to see what. Curious, I just had to see what it was. I tell you what I thought it was. I thought, that's a man sitting on the edge of these fields, hunkered down in the woods. So we started in that direction. The closer I got, sure enough, there was this guy sitting there. And the first thing I noticed was he was barefooted. Some of you are thinking, were you not a little bit uneasy? No, no. I'd already sized him up. <laughs> and uh, I was pretty confident that if he gave us any trouble, Lynn could handle him while I ran for help. <laughs> we actually had two friends with us. You, you may have heard of them. Uh, Smith and Wesson. And a clip full of hollow points has an amazing uh, impact on helping you fear less. <laughs> he turned and saw it. He immediately began to talk. And if I remember correctly, he referred to himself as Buck. Buck began to talk to us about God. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, God is my heavenly father and I'm quite fond of him and quite proud that he is my heavenly father. But Buck had a way, this abrasive way. He spoke to us about God in a very condescending tone. As though he knew one of two things. One, you two people couldn't know God. And you know what? Lynn and I hadn't been cursing on our way up the trail. or I don't know what would give him that impression. Or he talked to us as though you couldn't know God as well as I do. I'd like to say we were engaged in conversation. That would not be an accurate description. Buck did all the talking. As fast as he could talk. So I'm looking for a way to get a word in there somewhere and let him know, hey, we're Christians too, you know. Finally, he said something about the Holy Spirit. I said, hey, I just kind of jumped in there. Hey, you know what? I'm so glad that God had the foresight to understand how much help we would need. So he just gave us someone who would live in us through the re- all of our lives to help us out. He said, hey! Got to stop you right there, my friend. <laughs> what? He said, I have never asked God for one thing in my life. He said, you don't ask God for his help. He said, I had a friend ask me the other day to pray that God would help him find a job. And I told him, no. 
We don't ask God for help. He's given us the ability to help ourselves. You want to know what I was thinking? Lynn has forbidden me from sharing with you exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I tried to tell her yesterday. She's going, mm-mm, mm-mm. It was very unchristlike. And so we found a way to unhook from Buck. And we started walking away. And I said, Lynn, people like Buck so frustrate me. She said, why? I said, I just can't stand people that just come up with their own religion and then preach that religion to me as though I'm supposed to embrace their religion. I said, do you know what the Bible says? And of course, Lynn's going, what does the Bible say? Go ahead, get it out of your system. I said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the apostle Paul said, tell God what you need. Sorry, Buck. Shut you down. You say, but Ronnie, last week you told us God already knew everything we need. So why would we bother to ask? You know, I don't know why. I just know this asking must be a critical part of the process of receiving. Because Jesus himself said, sometimes you're going to look around and see that something's missing. And it's because you've never asked. Remember, you have not because you. So what do you do? You tell God what you need. When you react to fear, you pray, and the first thing you you tell God what you need, and you do this very specifically. I I recall an episode in our lives when my daughter Amy was just a little bitty girl. Now, we were young parents, and Amy was very, very sick. We'd had her to the doctor. Matter of fact, we'd had her to the the emergency room. So we, we put her down that night. We go to bed. I'm lying there next to Lynn, and I'm staring at the ceiling in the dark. I'm terrified. I'm telling you, I'm so frightened. I was that close to a panic attack. And all of a sudden, I started praying. And this is the way my prayer went. Oh, God, help Amy. Oh, God, help Amy. Oh, God, please help my little girl. God, will you help Amy? Will you help my little girl? Just over and over again, the same thing. Over and over and over and over. It was a panicked prayer. I got to tell you. It was doing me no good. My fear was not subsiding at all. Have you ever prayed panicked prayers? So I'm praying that, of course, I'm praying in lands like she didn't. I'm praying in my mind, in my spirit. Oh, God, do so. God, oh, God, oh, God. And I'll never forget hearing the still, small voice of God in the recesses of a mind. And he, it was very distinct and it was very clear. And this is what he said to me, Sheldon, Ronnie. Calm down. Ronnie, I want you to calm down. I want you to talk to me. Just calm down and talk to me. And Casey asked me a question. What are you afraid of? What are you so afraid of? I said, God, you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid I'm losing her. I'm afraid that I might be days away from burying my little girl. And the thought terrifies me. I'm afraid that her symptoms maybe indicate some disease that she'll have to contend with for the rest of her life. It's going to just steal the quality of her life. 
Then he asked me a second question. What do you need from me? Tell me. I said, okay. I want you to spare my little girl. I want to keep her. I don't want to lose her. You want to know what I need from you? That's what I need from you. I need you to heal her. If not tonight, soon. I'd love to see some progress to give us some kind of hope that this is something that's passing quickly. If it is indicative of some disease, I want you to purge your body of it. I don't want her to carry it with her for the rest of her life. And while you're doing all that, I want one more thing. Give me peace. I don't want to lay here the rest of my worrying about this. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. How do you react to fear? You pray, but you pray specifically. You tell God what you're afraid of. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid your marriage is going to end in divorce? That the damage that's been done is irreparable? Tell him. Are you afraid that call that you've had for months might be something, might be cancer? Tell him what you're afraid of. You're afraid the layoff is going to include you? Tell him what you're afraid of. You're afraid if you don't get a job soon, you're going to lose your house? Tell them what you're afraid of. You're afraid your children are making decisions that they're going to pay for the rest of their lives? Tell him what you are afraid of. And then tell him what you need from him. I don't know exactly what that might be, but I'll tell you the way I would end it. I'd say, God, give me peace. I need peace on this. While I'm waiting on you to respond to the request that I've made. So you pray specifically, but there's another way you pray. You pray gratefully. Did you notice what Paul said? Tell God what you need, but make sure you do this. Thank him for all he has done. I don't care what, where you're at in life. There's something that, that you can be thankful for. I promise you that. No matter where we are in our lives, there's something we can be thankful for. And here, I don't think it works like this, that we specifically tell God what we're afraid of. We specifically tell him what we need. But then when it comes to this part, we go, and thank you for all you've done. You know what I think we need to do? Inventory. Take a little time. Think it through. How has God blessed your life? What has he done for you? Have you ever been in situations like this before? Did he get you out of them? You begin to think about those things. And then I'll tell you what you do. Take a little time to go, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. You know what happened to you? There's something that will start coming very clearly into focus. Three facts. God's with me. When I look back over the course of my life, it's obvious that I... That God is with me. Second fact. God is faithful. He's never let us down. Ever. And I don't think he's going to start now. The third fact will be that God is able. You will recognize that you've come through some situations you couldn't have possibly got yourself out of. And you'll go, you know how I got it? You know how we got out of that? God's power. And when you begin to focus, when these things come into focus, you know what it does? It unlocks your faith. And then faith unlocks courage but faith not only unlocks 
courage, we learned three weeks ago that faith unlocks peace. That's when the peace of God comes. I'm not talking about peace of mind. I'm talking about the peace of God. The peace of God is crazy stuff. It's nuts. The peace of God cannot be explained. It has to be experienced. It is the supernatural ability to be calm on the inside. The waters of your soul are perfectly calm, but boy, the exterior of your life is turbulent. It's a supernatural ability. It's a supernatural gift. And when the, and, and, and tell you what, Paul's, here's how it works. Paul said it'll guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The word guard comes from a Greek word that means garrison. And this is what Paul is saying. Peace will act like an entire battalion of soldiers surrounding your mind and your heart, keeping fear and worry away. Which means every time fear tries to creep back in your mind, peace goes... I said no. And you'll find yourself experiencing joy again. You'll find yourself no longer distracted by whatever's been distracting you. You'll find yourself capable of talking to another human being without bringing this situation up every conversation that you have with people. Peace fixes you before God fixes the situation. Go back to my little story about Amy. I told God what I was afraid of. I told God what I needed from him. And then he asked me the craziest question. Denise, I thought, what in the world? He said, what are you thankful for? I said, what? What are you thankful for? Tell me. So I started in. I'm thankful for Amy. What a gift you've given to Lynn and me. And I thank you for all the joy that she's brought us. I thank you that in a situation like this, we don't have to face it by ourselves. I thank you that you're willing to get involved and help us here. I thank you that you're willing to listen to me tonight. I thank you for every impossible situation we've ever found ourselves in that we escaped only through your faithfulness and power. In just a few minutes, I caught myself doing something. Completely. It just completely confused me. I wasn't thinking about Amy. I wasn't thinking about life and death, funerals, sickness. You know what I was thinking about? I'm almost ashamed to say even I found myself thinking about fishing you say what did you just say I found myself lying in the bed thinking about fishing I didn't have a vision but in my mind I could see this little pond that I fished all the time I, 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 I was just kind of scanning the banks thinking where, where would I throw my lure next it was so vivid I can almost feel the breeze pushing the boat around. Here, the tall grass that lined the banks. Uh, Brian, I can almost hear the red-winged blackbirds calling to each other. It was so vivid. I thought, what in the... I, I caught myself and I'm like, what in the world? How did I get from a borderline state of panic to such an idyllic, peaceful scene? 
Well, you know the answer. I just experienced a miracle. A frightened father just talked with a very capable father. I did what Paul said. I told God what I needed. And I thanked him for all he had done. And he performed a miracle, Brooke. He took my fear. Took it. And in exchange, he gave me his peace. I wasn't afraid anymore. I wasn't worried anymore. I didn't lose another minute's sleep. Such is the power of this incredible gift called the peace of God. Now here's the way I want us to conclude this series. Uh, I want everybody to bow their heads together and close their eyes. Let me talk with you just for a minute. This is the eighth sermon in this series. We've talked a lot about fear. We've learned a lot. But in spite of that, I know this. I'm talking to some people this morning who are still very much afraid. I don't know exactly what you're afraid of. It may be something looming on the horizon. Or it may be something real that you're facing right now. I I don't know exactly what it is. But I do know this. There's an antidote for the fear you're feeling. And it is the peace of God. And so here's what I'm going to do. I want us to close with a time of prayer. And here's what I suspect strongly. Some of you feel a compulsion right now to get out of your chair. Move to an aisle and come down here to this altar and get on your knees and pray. Some of you feel that compulsion. And if that's you, I want you to feel the freedom to get up. Come on right now. Right now. Anyone else? You feel this? Man, this has just been divinely ordained for for us. You feel the need to just, the altar's wide open. I I invite you to come if you need to come. Come on. For everyone I'm speaking to who's afraid. Would you be very honest with God right now and tell him what you're afraid of? Tell him what you're afraid of. you tell God what you need what do you need from him be specific be honest
Don't forget to ask for peace. And before you close this prayer, you take a moment to thank Him for all He has done. Let's pray together. Father, I, I have no idea what the people sitting before me are facing. I have no idea what they'll face tomorrow. But I do know this. You're up to whatever we face. You would never leave us nor forsake us. You would never abandon us and leave us to handle things on our own because you are faithful. You're a God who is present in times of trouble. And I pray, Lord, that you would remind us often of your presence, your faithfulness, and power. That we would lean heavily on you and that you would flood our souls with your peace. And then, God, I just pray this. Show yourself faithful. Show yourself powerful. But you help us walk forward in our lives. Maybe not fearless, but fearing less. In the name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen. Thank you. You are dismissed.